live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Season 3 of Ted Lasso is dropping on Apple. Did they drop them all? or No, they, they, they do it in pieces, so one episode a so week. They got through that first one, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if there were more there. Or... Uh, there might be a second one there now, but yeah, they like to do it in... They like to keep you guessing, just like old school network TV back in the day. So who was in Washington? Was Ted Lasso in Washington or was Sudeikis in Washington? Well, good question. Jason Sudeikis and other actors were in Washington. Uh, Actually, they're at the White House meeting with the president talking about mental health. We're feeling that way or when we recognize that in someone feeling that way. Uh, So please, you know, we encourage everyone. And and this is a big theme of the show is like to check in. With your, you know, your neighbor, your coworker, your friends, your family, so Sudeikis, uh, and, and ask how they're doing. Sudeikis and some of the other actors were there. They were in the press room there, all just kind of standing there while he gave the speech about mental health, because that's a key component of the show, of course. And then he took one question, and the question... Uh, yes, sir, a familiar face. Hi. Trent Krim. Trent Krim. <laughs> the independent. Fake journalist. Yes, sir. Oh, no, I, I stepped on him. What did he say? He said, uh, Trent Krim, fake journalist here. I'll give it to you again. <laughs> so it's a guy from... The, it, yes. It's Trent Krim, the, uh, the British uh, reporter from the show. <laughs> fake journalist. Yes, sir. <laughs> and he had a question. Yes, uh, Trent, nice to see you. How do you feel about Kansas City being one of the named hosting cities for the uh, 2026 World Cup? Ooh, here I was hoping for a softball. Okay, um, you know what? I'm very excited. Truth, truth be told, yeah, Kansas City is going to be one of these teams. Uh, I mean, I love this town. What I am genuinely worried about is once we get all these folks from all over the world to come to Kansas City and see our city, eat our food, meet our people, you're going to have you know a lot of folks that won't want to move away. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, that's it for us. So that was his one that's question it, he took. Yes, from Trent Krim, who of course is just an actor from the show. He did get one quick question when he was walking out. He was asked if he'll do a Biden impersonation because, if you recall, he would play Biden from time to time. I thought he was fantastic in that role too. Uh, yeah, on SNL. They got the real one here now. You know? <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I need I need fake teeth and you know and inject it with a lot more hutzpah to pull oh. that <laughs> So no, he wasn't gonna do that. Not in his house. So yes, Ted Lasso at the White House for one day only. Of course, it helps promote mental health, and of course, it also promotes the show. Currently on Apple TV, and also was funny. Yeah, it was which good. is why it's on yeah. this show. Right. Six fifteen. Brandon Snyder's got sports up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Quarterback watch in Green Bay and in New York continues. Could we see the Packers dig in their heels regarding to their trading their four-time MVP, or is there a compromise on the horizon for a deal to be made? The way they structure the contract, where the $58 million, you don't have to exercise it until week one. So they can sit on things as is. They can say, hey, we're not going to sign a bunch of players in free agency anyways. We take our roster intact. We take Jordan Love, the incumbent quarterback, into April workouts as the guy, knowing Aaron Rodgers is sitting at home, technically still the Green Bay Packer, until the Jets give us what they want. That's their leverage on paper. Now, does that make a lot of logistical sense? No, it doesn't. So that's why I do expect something to to get shaked out here between both sides to just come up with a compromise. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler on the latest surrounding the NFL's top storyline this offseason as the NFL draft is just over a month away. Over to College Hoops. 
where UWM committed 20 turnovers and saw their postseason come to an end after just two games. Bowl and Rand will see their collegiate careers come to a close as this season has come to a close for the Panthers. Final score here tonight. It is the Charlotte 49ers, 76, and the Milwaukee Panthers, 65, as the Panthers' season comes to a close with a record of 22-12. and 12. 22 wins, the most since the 2005-2006 season. Head coach Bart Lundy spoke after the game on the excitement that will surround his program heading into their offseason. You know, hopefully this team group can stay together. I think they will. Um, we'll add some really good pieces. Um, you know, we're working hard. We've got a great staff. You know, I, I feel good about us sustaining success here and, and building on what we've done. Staying in college hoops here as Wisconsin looks to keep their postseason alive as they travel out to Oregon for their quarterfinal matchup in the NIT tournament. Tip-off is set for 8 p.m. And the University of Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball season comes to an end as they lose to Bowling Green in the women's second round of the NIT tournament by a final score of 69-51. to The Phoenix end their season with 28 wins. This college basketball tournament update is brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And finally, to the Diamond, where the World Baseball Classic Championship game is all set thanks to some late-inning heroics for Team Japan. He can get a huge lead. Cracked in the air, deep center field, Thomas on the move, it's off the wall, Otani's in to score, here comes the winning run, Japan turns it around on its last breath. Joe Davis on the call for Fox Sports 1 as Japan rallies in the bottom of the ninth to score two runs to defeat Mexico for a final score of 6-5. to five. Japan will now meet Team USA in the final round tonight. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. If a staycation is in your new future with the kids on spring break soon, some things you maybe hadn't thought of doing. That's coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Mama said, Mama said. A lot of local schools looking ahead to spring break this year. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. Got to do something with the kids, and if big travel plans are not in your future, a staycation may be in order. Day trip adventures, maybe a long weekend somewhere, and plenty to do right here in southeast Wisconsin. Kelly Herbst has a bigger list than you can handle up on the website right now, mkewithkids.com. 100 ideas to make your family's staycation memorable. Good morning, Callie. Good morning. How are you? What's in store? Uh, doing well. What's in store for the family this year? You going somewhere? Or are you hanging around? Well, it's funny. Our school has two weeks off, actually more than that. And so we are doing both. We will be heading to Florida and then we'll also have some time around here because it's such a long break. Oh, I don't know. We come back from Florida and the kids are like, what are we doing today? Nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, figure it exactly. out. No planned activities today. Well, I want to uh, start exactly. getting through some of the things on your list and something that is increasingly popular here in Wisconsin are water parks. Any particular suggestions? You know, you got the indoor water parks and the Dells, but some are much closer as well. Yeah. Okay. So I love Springs Water Park in Pewaukee. It's the closest one to Milwaukee. It's so fun. They have, you know, the giant slides. They have a zero depth pool. I also like from experience the one down in Gurney, Great Wolf Lodge in Gurney. That one to me, we've been there a couple of times and it feels cleaner than the average water park to me just from personal experience. And that one is also not too far of a drive. I think it's like less than an hour. Um, So yeah, those are my two go-tos for local water parks. 
You had an interesting idea as well. This is something that we did during the pandemic with the kids. Uh, I'm not going to suggest it was the most exciting thing ever, but just a day trip somewhere to another community. Uh, You list on the site Cedarburg, Madison, Kenosha, like whatever. There's something to do in every one of our smaller communities. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so Cedarburg is a fun one right now because they have this awesome new place called the Art of Joy, which is like a social house mercantile. There's a kid's area. It's a brand new place just opened in the last few months. And Cedarburg is just fun. I mean, they've got the parks there and the shopping and the little restaurants. It's just such a cute community. The other place, though, that's so cool for a day trip that people should go to is that Farm Wisconsin Discovery Center. Have either of you guys headed there before? See it off of the freeway, right in the Manitowoc area, somewhere near there? Yes, exactly. It's in Manitowoc, and it is so cool. It's like very high tech, just shows kids about agriculture and, you know, all of the things that go into high-tech agriculture these days. And one of the coolest things is the Land O'Lakes birthing barn. You actually sit there watching a calf being born. It's absolutely incredible. Such a memorable, really unforgettable experience. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, it's not too far. You know, Kelly, you also mentioned just playgrounds in general, and I think you're onto something there. There are a bunch that I don't think people even realize that are just – huge and have unique little contraptions to them that are different than just your your mom and pop old school playgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. We have a list of 27 of them that really sort of rise above the rest. Um, You know, places like Kayla's Playground in Franklin um, that some of your listeners may know about, it's just massive and really a wonderland for kids. Um, Possibility Playground up in Port Washington is the same way. Obviously, that community park, um, I don't think it's going to be open yet on the Summerfest grounds, but they'll be opening soon. Um, and that is, we're so, so grateful to have that in the downtown area where we finally have a giant, awesome destination for, for kids and families. And, you know, a number of those playgrounds you mentioned as well are accessible for all abilities as well. Right. One of the attractions there, Callie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've got like, they, I mean, it's like all the things you'd want, you know, there's like a merry-go-round type thing. And um, there's also a toddler area there at Summerfest and an amphitheater, um, beautiful restrooms, which sounds funny to say, but I know families will That's important. That. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. MKEwithkids.com. It's 100 ideas to make your family's staycation memorable. Thanks, Callie. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. on Wisconsin's Morning News. This year's Milwaukee Business Journal's 40 Under 40 class officially honored, along with my longtime friend over TMJ4 News, Susan Kim. I I was honored to emcee the event at the Miller High Life Theater last night. Our friend Mark Cass invited us. It's a good choice. We we did fine. (laughs) Eric said, how did it go? I'm like, we didn't fall down. Nobody's there to see me last night. You didn't mispronounce anyone's name. Say everybody's name right. Say their workplace right and their various other... Community engagements, make sure you get that all correct, and then just get out of the way and let them have the spotlight. You know, we spend a lot of time here talking about the challenges that we face in Milwaukee, and I think we're right to do that. But there's no way you don't go to this event and feel bullish on the city's future. I talked with a couple of the honorees last night. Uh, Bobby Wilkin is just a kid for the northwest side of Milwaukee who, like so many people, started as a server and a bartender in the restaurant industry and now became founder of Cream City Concepts, operates three establishments downtown. Who's on third is among them, probably a place you've heard of. 
He's also president of the Old World 3rd Street Entertainment District. It's so humbling uh, to go through the last couple of years, get through it, you know, lay off 175 employees and build back to 175 employees. Uh, we're back stronger than ever. And uh, for me, this is a personal achievement, but for the team, and for Cream City Concepts, I would not be here today, Vince, if it weren't for all the people that have stuck by my side and believed in me from the beginning. So Bobby Wilkin among the 40 under 40 class for the Milwaukee Business Journal, honored last night. And then a last name you may know, Niznansky was honored. Not Brian oh, Niznansky. Okay. Our favorite meteorologist over at TMJ4. That, that guy married up big time. His wife, Julie, is a vice president at Associated Bank, and she's on the board of directors for a really important uh, group here in Wisconsin and across the country, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. I've always had uh, a, a soft spot in my heart for Make-A-Wish because uh, it affected one of my cousins when he was two years old. He got to see his wish, and I was five or six myself. So to be able to be a part of that and then full circle in my career in my limelight to be able to give back to such a great organization is super just powerful i love it so many great stories from all corners of our community uh folks with diverse backgrounds and experiences, but all of them had some sort of community impact story to tell as well. It wasn't just, you know, people who have been successful in their careers. Yeah, that doesn't define 40 under 40. Right. Got to be doing something Mm -hmm. here that's good. So best wishes to this year's class of the Milwaukee Business Journal's 40 under 40 awards. We have high hopes for you. 644 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After committing 20 turnovers in the college basketball invitational, the UWM Panther season comes to an end as they fall to the Charlotte 49ers by a final score of 76-65 in their second postseason game. B.J. Freeman led the team with 15 points as the Panthers now look ahead to their next season. The Wisconsin Badgers basketball team looks to get keep their postseason alive as they travel out to Oregon for their quarterfinal matchup in the NIT tournament. This is coming after beating Liberty on Sunday. Tip-off is set for 8 p.m. tonight. And finally, the World Baseball Classic Championship is all set after Team Japan rallies in the bottom of the ninth to defeat Mexico by a final score of 6-5. to Japan will now meet Team USA in the final round tonight. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. The World Baseball Classic began on March 7th and is set to crown a champion tonight, as you guys all just probably heard, as Team USA now faces off with Japan. The question I have for all of you baseball fans or maybe just fans in general of of sports. Have you been paying attention to this incredible tournament? And yeah, I get it. March Madness is here. But if you haven't paid attention, you may have missed one of the most memorable world sporting events in quite some time, from walk-off home runs to opposing team stare-downs and even some incredible defensive game-saving gems. In my opinion, it is one of the most, it is the biggest event currently going on in the sports world, and for me, I think it deserves more of the attention than it's gathered. If you're unsure what it is, it is basically what the World Cup is for soccer, but instead for baseball. International craziness where fans care, players care, and countries most definitely care. The game's biggest stars like Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, and Freddie Freeman, to just name a few, have taken part in playing for their respective country over the last three weeks. The playing environments have been nothing short of incredible for these games, some better than postseason crowds for Major League Baseball games in October. 
A few players calling these games the, quote, most electric games they have ever played in. And this is coming from those same seasoned veterans that I just named who have played in Major League Baseball playoffs and even the World Series. A few of them have won the World Series. If you haven't tuned in yet, that's okay. You have one last chance to tune in tonight as Team USA looks to defend its 2017 title. The bottom line here is simple. My stance on this is very, very clear. These past three weeks have clearly proven how incredible and beneficial the international game can be for the sport of baseball, a sport, some say, which is barely surviving. Six fifty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. The Milwaukee Marathon, presented by the Milwaukee Bucks, will be back in full in 2024. This year, they're doing a half marathon and a 5K as well. It's coming up this weekend. We'll start and finish at Pfizer Forum downtown with a route that takes runners up the lakefront and back. As I mentioned, the 5K, our friend and two-time sports writer of the year from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel, is taking on that. You've run longer distances before, though, Lori. Right? You're like you're like a runner, runner. Well, I was, and then I got injured. But, yeah, I've probably done half a dozen half marathons, but this weekend I'm going to be very happy with the 5K. But this course looks gorgeous if people are doing it, so hopefully there will be a good turnout. So I called you a runner, and I differentiate between people like you. My my dad coached cross-country and track for more than 40 years at Tosa East, and so running was in our family. I, I do not call myself a runner. I run to be less fat. But I've never right. found any enjoyment in right. the sport. There's a difference between people like oh. me and people who just love to run. Same, but that's okay because you and I, like, we dominate the population. And, you know, I said the same thing too, but you still have to call yourself a runner. There's elite level runners, of course, but nope, if you're out there and you're going faster than just sitting on your couch and sleeping, you have to call yourself. I'm actually a wogger. There's a whole new category. Have you heard of that? A wogger? Wog is. Wogger, walk and jog, and so you wog, and that's my thing now because when you have back injuries, you do what you can do, but yeah. we're still moving. Okay, so so what, you're like half walking, half running, sort of almost like a speed walk, or you run a little bit, then you walk a little bit? It depends on the music playing in my head. It depends <laughs> on if I got sleep that night. It depends on how my body feels, if I ate well that week. It totally the pressure is off. Like, I am not going to be a sub-30-minute 5K runner anymore. <laughs> so it just, I, it just, I have taken all the pressure off. But usually, um, there's a lot of walk to run. Jeff Galloway, if anybody Googles it, there's training plans where people will do two minutes running and then one minute walking or 10 in one or whatever it is. For me, it's just a body feel thing. But when I'm training, I'm usually doing five minutes jog and then one-minute walk to let my back calm down. Is there anything unique, Lori, about this event on Sunday, That any different than any other year? Well, it's making a comeback. You know, Milwaukee is unique in that we have two very different marathons, and two of both of them have had problems, and neither one of them existed last year because of those problems. So this is the first one. The Milwaukee Marathon is making the comeback. Um, the race starts at 6.30 in the morning, so it could be me, five random runners, a dog walker out there. I don't even know what to expect, <laughs> who's turning out. 
The Bucks will be playing late in Denver Saturday night, so they'll probably just be flying home and arriving back in Milwaukee as we start this run. They may have a hard time getting back to their apartments, the ones who live downtown. But, yeah, it's really unique. It, it, the, they're trying to repair their image. I think it's the fourth or fifth different ownership group since this uh, marathon tried to get off the ground about eight years ago. And it's important for their image to just have a good, seamless race, good swag, decent turnout, and fine, if we have a blizzard, whatever you said on the weather two minutes ago, I just, whatever, <laughs> fine. Hey, have you ever done, what are they called, like gladiator runs or whatever, where you run with like a group mm-hmm. and you have to like throw everyone over a wall and then swing across a vine and things like that? Yeah. Oh, those are called OCRs. That's okay. obstacle course racing. And I've done 11 of those. And those really peaked before the pandemic. And then the pandemic wiped out like half of those types of races. And none of them exist in Wisconsin anymore. We used to have the Tough Mudder here. And we used to have the Spartan Sprint both uh, at, yeah, uh, yeah those at, at Lambeau and American Family Field. But you have to go to Chicago now if you want to do that kind of stuff. As for your uh, forecast for Sunday, our five-day cuts off on Saturday, but it looks like a high temperature of 44 degrees. There you so go. If you're, That's good temp. If you're off in the morning, you're upper 30s, low 40s. That's fine. You can do that. Eric and I, we went in the lake, and it was 17 <laughs> degrees. So. so you're going to be there. That's what you're telling me? That there will be eight of us now? Right. I, for oh, the 5K? Right. <laughs> hey, yeah. have, you, have you encountered people, though, who are totally uh, – ill-trained, ill-equipped to participate in the race that they're about to be in. Like people, you know, like I feel like halves and full marathons are like more average people are trying them and there's nothing wrong with that. But you really, if you're going to do a half or certainly a full, I mean, people train for months, if not longer for those things. If you encounter people who are like, oh yeah, I can, I can break out and do this today. I run a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of like the weekend warrior yeah. and, and yeah, stuff. I'm in shape. And I can do this. Time- Right, right. Uh, Those end up in injuries a lot of times in the ambulance, picking up somebody with a twisted ankle. Don't do that. It's okay to just scale back and do the shorter distance. It's fine. Wog it. Just wog. If you have to, no shame in that. Just get out there and move. Sunday? All right. 5.30 in the morning, get up. Yep, we'll be there. We expect a full (laughs) report next time. Thanks, Lori. Okay, thank you. Take the care. Milwaukee Marathon coming up this weekend, presented by the Milwaukee Bucks. It'll be a half and a 5K Sunday morning, taking off and finishing at Pfizer Forum. Walk this way. It's all this way.